This PBS NewsHour podcast is supported in part by Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Their scientists played a substantial role in developing more than half the cancer drugs approved by the FDA in the last five years. Dana-Farber Cancer Institute is changing lives everywhere. Find out more at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. Now, the prospects ahead for the economy, jobs, and housing as the country grapples with the pandemic. Let's start with the ever-rising costs of housing, what's behind it, and the concerns over affordability for tens of millions. According to the latest S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller Index, nationally, home prices are up almost 17 percent over the past year. In some markets, buyers and sellers are looking at even larger hikes. Our economics correspondent Paul Salman has the story for our series, Making Sense. Boise, Idaho, a bustling downtown, space for walks galore, watercraft of every description, and compared to West Coast cities not far away, safer, quieter, cheaper. No surprise, the place is booming, especially given COVID, says realtor Kevin Rush. We see a lot of people moving here that can work wherever they want to work. You know, it's like, wait a minute, I'm kind of reevaluating my life. Nationwide, home prices soared to yet another record high in June, thanks to historically low interest rates, lack of supply, and the rocketing cost of new construction for builders, says Tesha Tosakovich of CBH Homes. Lumber, uh, there's been a copper shortage, there's been concrete difficulties. We've, we have so many materials that are just difficult to get. Boise is a poster child for the housing price boom. In its metro area, in the past year, the median sale price surged to $525,000, 40 percent higher than 12 months ago. We've basically been seeing offers go 40, 50, sometimes 100,000 over the asking price and 11 to 20 people that might be making offers. So we've got these bidding wars that are just unbelievable. Boise-born realtor Becky Enrico Crum has been working round the clock. We're not sleeping this year at all, and that's okay. I mean, we can sleep when we're dead, right? Everything has been upgraded on this. The Boise market was already heating up well before the pandemic. Prices have been escalating double digits for four or five years now. It, this isn't new to us here. It just got accelerated and turned a little bit crazy in the last, you know, six to eight months. And that's been a windfall for sellers, like Wade Tracy, who bought his house just outside town four years ago. We paid about 305, maybe 310, and then we just sold it for 620. Tracy is now moving his family to far cheaper rural Ohio with his newfound capital. We sold it for cash. They didn't want any appraisals, no home inspections, nothing. It was as is. The buyer? A police officer from San Francisco. He's going to do an early retirement. They're coming from all over California. This is the kitchen. Caitlin Smith, a writer, moved with her husband from Encinitas, north of San Diego. We had to do an escalation clause in order to get the house. And how much did you offer? We offered about 20000 over. And got their house for 394000 If it were in Encinitas? It would probably be a million-dollar home. Smith can work at home in her new neighborhood. This is my office. Because her company went fully remote at the start of the year. You don't need to be in the big city anymore, and I think a lot of people really realize like mental health and quality of life are more important during COVID, and wanting to land somewhere that's just a little slower, a little quieter. 
That's a duck. Can you go quack? Quack. Casey and Justin Killian relocated from Seattle. We sold our home in Seattle, which was 1,200 square feet, and we were able to purchase a home here in Boise for the same amount of money and basically double or triple the amount of square footage we got. Do you want another bite? The Killians now work from home, pay less for daycare, but to get into this market, they had to be strategic. We realized quickly that houses were going within a day. And if you had any contingencies whatsoever, so the contingency of selling your home, you were not competitive. So we had to first sell our home in Seattle before we could even compete in this market. Yeah, we were uh, classic millennials uh, crashing on my mom's couch <laughs> for about three months. Justin's from Boise, but left for the coast after college. It's become a much more cosmopolitan city since. Boise, back in the late 80s, early 90s when I grew up here, uh, and comparing that to now, there's a lot more going on. The influx of people are bringing, it's making Boise more exciting. I, five years ago, I would not have moved here. But to some in this conservative state, the urban influx can seem like an invasion. It's definitely causing heartburn across the valley for the locals. Matt Baker developed the housing in this area. If you're coming in from California, you're going to get in those license plates changed to Idaho as quick as you can. That is a fact. John Cabinam moved here from Sacramento. Did you change your license plates right away because you didn't want to be known from California? <laughs> we haven't. Cabana, originally from Ghana, and his wife Pamela Sue came here to escape Sacramento's rising homelessness, they say, and its blue politics. But the license plates? We were driving, house hunting. Somebody held a sign, go back to California. And so we come and we park in the garage. So nobody sees the license plate, so we decide to change them. We will change them. Much of the resentment is economic. With wages nowhere near keeping up with home prices, locals are just out of the bidding. Our first-time homebuyers that we've always been able to put into homes, you know, that qualify for a loan, that just came out of college, that have a, a really nice job, but they don't have an extra forty or $50,000 extra to win a bidding war, those people are priced out. Like Boise plumber Ryan Kenke, who makes $50,000 a year, has saved up, has a strong credit score. He and his girlfriend look for months. We got a loan for 300000 and everything that was priced underneath 300000 just immediately had offers some cash that were way over. Yeah, this is the new normal for house hunting. Not getting the house. Not getting the house. <laughs> So Kenki is renting instead. But for disabled Vietnam vet Gary Wiltermood, even renting is next to impossible. He's lived in a house at the edge of a Boise trailer park for 15 years. The owners want him out. They have tried every maneuver to get me out of there. They can put in like four or five apartment places in the property that I'm on. But other Boise rentals are simply out of reach. I'm priced out of the market. I can't find a place. I'm so desperate, I don't know what to do. This As Wilter Mood's lawyer, Brian Stevens, puts it. If you're a low-income person, it's a very hard time to be in Boise. There are signs of cooling off in recent weeks. Inventory is up and developers are scrambling to build more. But as always happens, while cities grow, neighborhoods gentrify, there will be heart-rending losers like Gary Wilter Mood. There's a statement, some gave all, some still give on my Vietnam sticker. Well, I gave my life for this country, and this is how I end up. 
Ryan Kenke isn't desperate, but he sure does hope Boise real estate prices return to earth. Are you rooting for the Californians and the Seattle folks to <laughs> say, wait a second, this isn't what we bargained for? I would be lying if I said there wasn't a part of me that didn't hope that something would change like that to <laughs> be able to allow me to get a home, but everyone's doing what's best for them. That they can make another state's wages and live way more comfortably here. Gotta do what's best for you. For the PBS NewsHour, this is Paul Salmon in beckoning Boise, Idaho.